Welcome to episode 18 of Special Situation Investing. Today is 3 April 2022, and we will be discussing option contracts and spinoffs. Most of you know the basics of what we're going to cover today, but just so we're all working with a common understanding, I'll rehash the fundamentals now. An option is a financial contract that gives the purchaser the right, but not the obligation, to buy or sell an asset. The call option is the focus of today's discussion, and it functions in the following way. The purchaser of a call option pays the owner of a stock a set fee for the right, but not the obligation, to purchase the underlying stock at a set price between the purchase date and the option expiration date. That's a little bit complicated, so let's attempt to clarify with an example. John believes that the price of Monster Energy will rise sometime in the next five months. To take advantage of this, he could either purchase Monster Energy shares outright for $82.15 per share, or purchase a September 16th, 2022 call option with a strike price of $80 for $6 a share. As we said before, the option gives John the right, but not the obligation, to purchase shares in Monster Energy for $80 at any time, that is for an American-style option, between now and September 16th, 2022, for $6 a share. Options contracts are sold in blocks of 100, so one contract of the Monster September 16th calls would cost $600, or $6 per share, times 100 shares in a contract. To take advantage of the anticipated rise in Monster stock, John could either purchase one option contract of Monster stock or purchase 100 shares outright. The advantage of purchasing the option contract is that he can both protect his downside and leverage his potential return. In the case of the option purchase, John can control 100 shares of Monster stock for nearly six months for just $600. During this period, he stands to gain $1 in return for every dollar above $86 that Monster trades. $86 because you add the option price to the strike price to determine the point where each dollar of gain in the stock price yields $1 of return to the investor. To further illustrate the leveraged nature of his return, If Monster traded up to $90 a share, then John's option contract would trade $4 above his $86 break-even point of the strike price. So that's an $80 strike price plus a $6 option plus the $4 above those two that Monster is trading. This $4 return on a $6 option purchase would yield a 66% return. Consider the same price appreciation if John purchased the 100 shares outright. John would lay out $8,215 for 100 shares of Monster at $82.15 per share and see the value of his investment rise to $9,000 or about a 9% return. This 9% return comes from the same price change in Monster stock that yielded a 66% return through the options contract. But if the leverage return of options is so great, then why would you ever buy the stock outright? Well, there are several reasons. For one, it's all in the timing. 
With the option contract, your time is limited. Once the contract expires, your option is worthless and your investment is gone. This compared to actually purchasing the stock, where if you're wrong on the timing, but still believe the thesis, you can hold the stock until your thesis plays out. You can ride out the stock's underperformance and wait until things go your way again. Another advantage in owning the stock outright is in the collection of dividends. The option holder does not collect dividends unless or until he exercises the option and buys or purchases the underlying shares. Now with that call option crash course out of the way, how do options and spinoffs relate to each other? To put it simply, a call option purchased before a spinoff stocks X dividend date will see the option contract change after the spinoff. The day prior to the X dividend date, the option will represent the right, but not the obligation, to purchase 100 shares of, in our example, Monster stock. But let's say that the Mon- that Monster announced a spinoff of its bottling division. They actually rely on an agreement with Coke for bottling, but for the sake of our options example, let's just go with it. So let's say that Monster will spin off its bottling division on May 1st, and that it's now the 1st of April. We'll pretend that the ex-dividend date is the close of trading on April 5th. As long as you purchase the Monster Option contract on or before the ex-dividend date and hold it through the May 1st spinoff date, then on the 1st of May, you will see the option contract modified. The contract will go from the right but not the obligation to purchase 100 shares of Monster to the right to purchase both Monster and X numbers of shares in Monster's bottling division. The number of shares you have a right to purchase in the bottler will depend on the ratio of parent to spinoff shares determined in the spinoff agreement. In other words, if shareholders were entitled to one share of the bottler for every two shares of Monster held, then the option contract will be modified and give you the right to purchase 100 Monster shares and 50 shares of the bottler. Because the price of the option and the strike price do not change, this can be a real advantage to the option holder. To revisit our original example, any dollar amount above $86 for the combined share of Monster and the 0.5 shares of Monster Bottler would represent a positive return to the option holder. The title of the option also changes and is generally reflected with a 1 following the option contract title. So whereas the contract started out as Monster 16 September 2022, it would reflect Monster with a 1 after it 16 September 2022 after the spinoff's ex-dividend date. That's basically all there is to it. If you purchase the contract prior to the spinoff ex-dividend date and the combined price of both the parent and the spinoff trade higher than the original strike price plus the options cost, then you are in the money. As I said before, however, timing is everything. This knowledge came at a slight premium to me as I purchased an option contract on a recent spinoff just to observe the mechanics of how the contract changed. The contract contract expired within a few weeks of the spinoff, and while I was up 30% shortly after purchasing the contract, I I opted to hold it through the spinoff date 
and even further in expectation of one more corporate event being reflected in the option price. In my case, the second trigger occurred after my contract expired, so there was no great windfall. And in fact, I lost a little bit uh, on the let's call it a learning experience. You, however, are able to benefit from my experience through this brief podcast and are now better equipped to leverage your spinoff returns through options. Well, I hope that you learned something here in episode 18, short and sweet for today. Uh, But I hope you do have another tool in your toolkit for special situation investing. I'll be back again soon with another episode and see you next time.